Okay, so we've got a little short extra feature here for looks unfamiliar listeners. And short is a good term to use here because it's a short film that we're going to be talking about. It's something that emerged during lockdown. It's something created and featuring someone that has popped up in your other podcast a few times as an actor, etc. Let's listen to a little clip and then you can tell me all about it, Tim. Fuck our lives! Are you the other cleaner? Yeah. You've got to wear your mask. The place I was before smelled a lot worse than this. Where were you before? Nevada Correctional Facility. Is that? Yeah. Looks like rest I'm getting out. Why are you so happy? This is my first job. Like ever? Yeah. Well, congrats to you too. Thank you. I. I was waiting a job for a while now, but I was nervous you'd leave Harrison House. What's Harrison House? Where I live and take classes and hang out. Wait a minute, so you would rather be here doing this shitty job than getting to just, like, hang out? Yeah. Why? Short film, creepy subject, what is it, who's in it? This is The Hoarding, which is a short film written, directed by, and starring Karen Gillan, which was released during the first lockdown. That's the main reason I wanted to bring it up, even though, you know, it's a brand new thing, is that it kind of, like a lot of things during then, passed by without anyone really noticing, because so much attention was elsewhere, and there's so little outlet for these things. And, you know, you may be thinking, Karen Gillan, isn't that her who was Amy Pond in Doctor Who? Or you may be thinking, isn't that her who's Nebula in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yes, but she's also got now quite a lengthy career writing and directing essentially horror shorts and one full-length film as well. And a lot of them seem to pass people by, but I think this one, it was because it was basically the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah, I mean, in theory, it's the right thing at the right time because it was done for Halloween. And it comes out on the, I think she announced it on the 29th of October 2020 as a Halloween thing. But when you're in the middle of a lockdown, as we all have been, you don't necessarily want to be, even though this is only about 12 minutes long, I think you don't necessarily want any more horror in your life, creepiness. And so maybe that is it. Maybe it's because there was a lot of stuff coming out, like you say. People had more time to do stuff. And it's not an amateur production by any means. This is a full, you know, directed, assistant directed, edited, scripted, very nicely designed, brilliantly acted miniature horror film and it's really interesting that this you know as someone who's on the internet every day on twitter and all these things not a clue about this this did not cross my path at all and it's a really nice example of the short horror story film it really is and it isn't kind of in the style people would expect either because it seemed to me a bit more like something you would have seen in the early 70s british anthology horror film yeah it was like something out of ghost stories you know the andy nyman and jeremy Dyson play stroke film. Yeah. There's a bit of public information film in it as well, I think. It's very in that UK horror kind of vein. And again, you know, she's got all these credits that it starts with apparently there's a 2015 short called Coward, which I've not actually seen. Mm. But then I think the year after that she did Conventional, which is a really twisted story of starring her as an aging screen queen who's had kind of botched plastic surgery and the validation that she needs from her fans from her old roles kind 
kind of comes the Dominator in a really disturbing way. Then the party's just beginning, which stars Lee Pace, who obviously was one of her co-stars in the first Guardians of the Galaxy film. Yeah. Which is a really... Da- I don't recommend watching that if you're easily triggered. It's a very... It explores some very dark themes. That's more of a psychological horror. Then you get this, and it is a shame that, you know, like you say, I think the fact of what it was and when it was, because it came out almost exactly the same time as, ironically, a Marvel series called Hellstrom, which very few people have seen. I mean, it's on Disney Plus now, but still nobody's watched it, which is about <laughs> Damon and Anna Hellstrom, who are two Marvel characters who are essentially the devil's children. And originally it was going to be an anthology series called Adventure Into Fear, which they scaled back because they knew the Disney Plus deal was coming up. So they just did the story with the Hellstroms in. I honestly think, because that got such a drubbing when it came out, that people were like horrored out. They didn't want something about these two disturbed people with her possessed mother. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it's a hard sell. I think, you know, it was part of that. But also, it's the fact that so many other people who didn't normally do creative things were doing things more directly aimed at entertaining. You know, I'm not begrudging any of this at all, but the people who were stuck at home. I think a lot of things got overshadowed. I mean, there were some runaway successes like Tim's Twitter listening party, things like that. The smaller scale things like, I was really addicted to Lucy Porter and Justin Edwards did a podcast called Plenty Questions, where basically it was just a set of general knowledge questions every morning. And that really kept me going at some points during lockdown. But a lot of regular things kind of like fell by the wayside. I mean, this is very egotistical and self-aggrandizing to say, but a lot of things I did during that time, randomly, just because of what was happening when they came out, didn't get much traction. You know, I sometimes think about doing a kind of post about, here's what you might have won with things that didn't take off. But I just feel that would be a bit much. But things like talk about it's good, except it sucks. My Marvel podcast, The One on Guardians of the Galaxy with me as the guest, did very little. And I don't think it's because I was the guest. Well, (laughs) But it does remind me as well of one sort of real weird benefit of that whole time was, you know, when cinemas reopened for a couple of months and it had to close again. Yes. And as well as sort of re-showing old things, like I went to see both Terminator films and Total Recall and mm-hmm. a bit of an army theme to what was coming back out. But as well, they stuck out loads of films that have clearly been on the shelf for a couple of years. Things like Dream Horse, which is a true life story about some people who bought a racehorse that wasn't expected to win and it did, which was quite charming. The Last Letter from Your Lover, The Broken Hearts Gallery, Off the Rails, which got a real critical battering, but I really liked it. It's about a group of university friends who reunite as kind of, you know, bitter 40-something divorcee women to recreate a road trip that they never completed because they fell out when they were actually originally on it as students. Mm. Rare Beasts, Billy Piper's film, which I really, really liked. The new mutants which maybe the less said about that the better that kind of felt to me a bit like when i used to go to there was a cinema club in liverpool in the 90s called the 051 which would show the films that weren't getting you know in the big cinemas so things like the young poisonous handbook love jones cold fever which you know people are saying they're just names now well yeah but to me and my friends that went to see them they were really important films and it felt a bit like being back there again and i kind of wish i'd seen the hoarding under those circumstances would love to have seen it on the big screen yeah because she's distributed it via YouTube essentially unsurprisingly given the conditions and you know the size of the film because you can't just put a 12 minute film into cinemas it just doesn't happen really but yeah I think it would have worked well in cinemas nice supporting feature for something maybe if there was something that was in that style I think one thing we haven't mentioned we really really need to mention is that the main actor in it is someone called Jamie Brewer who people will know from American Horror Story yes 
she's clearly got anthology horror cred to her name and she is the aside from something else the only other person in it other than Karen Gillan and she, she carries the emotional weight of the thing for what little they have to do in it you know 10 minutes of film and she is absolutely brilliant a brilliant piece of casting and just makes that instead of just being a neat horror idea turns it into a really good neat horror idea I think so you've got to give Jamie Brewer a lot of credit for that absolutely and really I mean it's difficult to talk about it without I don't want to talk about any of the plot at all because I don't want to give away any of the twists of it but I will say I really like it when you know you get somebody who a lot of people probably write off as you know basically a Doctor Who girl aside from the fact you know the staggering acting she does in Avengers Endgame particularly the bit where they originally kill Thanos before they have to kill him again because you know he is nebulous father and so but yeah. the fact that you know she's clearly got this interest in horror and in very styles of it as well has learned how to write and direct and I think you should applaud people doing that it should be given more of a platform really Definitely, you, given yeah. that we live in a world where you know as I find all the time there's politicians that think they can write history books and they don't actually do any research mm. we should champion the people who try to do things and are able to over and above the people who tell you that they can do things creative people who put the effort in to do other creative things I think are very important people and need to be celebrated there is too often a tendency to shout at creative people stay in your lane I know Mm. you as an actor you can't possibly now be a director but very often we end up with really good results not always but a lot of the time and you know give people a chance for heaven's sake you don't have to watch it if you don't want but you should watch this and you should watch it at Halloween because that's clearly when it's intended for and it would fill a good 10 minutes in your next Halloween party I reckon watch it instead of Ghost Watch or watch it immediately before Paul Daniels going now I'll just go in this Iron Maiden you might like it not a lot and then <laughs> he turned up after Monty Python going ha ha fooled you oh those the scars run deep <laughs> Anyway, yeah, there's some horror for you. So if you want to cheer yourself up, <laughs> go and watch <laughs> go and watch the hoarding because that's what you want. You're not in lockdown anymore, you can watch it. <laughs> <laughs>